Hello. Do you hear what I hear? Are you really starting with Christmas songs and it's only the first week of November? Yes, well, I didn't have a hello song today and I'm feeling in the holiday mood. You could have just sang some Anna and the Apocalypse soundtrack. No. No. Why? Because I've been singing it every day, all week. Since November 1st? Yes. Oh, it's, it feels like it's been such a long week. Feels like it's been a really long time because no, this week's by fast for no, me. not for me. Uh, this week's episode, we're going to be talking about Doctor Sleep. I saw Countdown on Monday or Tuesday. I don't remember, but I saw Countdown, and I probably would have been better off just staying home. And then what else? Is that all we got this week? We got a pretty light week for movies. We saw Harriet. The Harriet Tubman movie. And Last Christmas. Well, you saw Last Christmas. Yes. I'm taking my mother to see it on Tuesday. I already know what happens because I'm a great guesser. You're not. You're actually not. I am. Normally you're not. I am. And I did not know that was coming. Wow. It was n not obvious in any way. <sighs> but unfortunately it's not a horror film so we're not going to be talking about it. Mike Flanagan's two for two, I feel like, in Stephen King adaptations. Yes. And he also did Hush, which was really good. He did A Haunting of Hill House, which was really good. Did he do the whole season? Yes. Hmm. He also did, like, Oculus. We don't talk about those movies. And he did something else that wasn't that good, but he's gotten better. Ouija. Oh, that's right. Because he did Gerald's Game, right? That was his... And that was a good... Yeah. Everybody else that's been doing Stephen King adaptations, no. Just don't. <laughs> just don't. Just. I mean, he's got that new book coming out, and you know they're going to try to make four movies off of that because of the four stories. Mm. But. Maybe I'll make one of them. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> do you want to you you do this news? Yeah. Okay. I we know got a, you refuse to tell me any of We news. got a lot of news. I have a lot of news for you. It's really hot in here. I should take this awesome new hoodie I got off. It's a basement. It's chilly, actually. I'm feeling really warm. It's because you're embarrassed. You of, have stage fright. Of what? Microphone fright. I have microphone fright. Yeah, you're very, like, uh, fidgety right now. Well, I'm trying to get comfortable because I'm sitting on a stool. It's a very nicely cushioned stool. And also makes noise when I move. <laughs> okay, not as, not as much as previously. But to kick off some news, Blumhouse and Sony Pictures reimagining of Fantasy Island. Remember the TV show back in the day? It's a horror-tinged feature film set for early release next year. I believe it's coming out in February. It's got Michael Pena in it. Who's that? <laughs> Ant-Man's friend? Ant-Man's friend? Was the wasp? No, not not the wasp, but his n normal friend. I don't remember his normal friend. He was in Dora the Explorer. 
Oh. He's the dad. I like him a lot. I didn't know his Wow. Names. It's going to be out February 14th, 2020. So that's our Valentine's Day date. You just told me that you didn't believe in Valentine's Day. Well, we're going to the movies. Just saying. It also stars Lucy Hale from Truth or Dare, Michael Rooker, and Charlotte McKinney. And you probably have no idea who any of these Charlotte people are. Charlotte McKinney sounds familiar. Yeah. Here's the who cool poster. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah. It's supposed to be the enigmatic Mr. Roke makes the secret dreams of his lucky guests come true at a luxurious but remote tropical resort. But when the fantasies turn into nightmares, the guests have to solve the island's mystery in order to escape with their lives. It's a murder mystery. Oh. Wasn't, weren't you telling me about another murder mystery earlier? Death on the Nile? Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to be out till next, like, late November? It's supposed to be, like, uh, another Agatha Christie. Nicolas Cage has another movie. Mr. VOD himself. This movie is called Grand Isle. What's that? Nicholas Cage plays a madman with wicked secrets in a hurricane. Wicked secrets. Yes, wicked secrets. And it also stars Kelsey Grammer. <laughs> Is that a singer? No. Do you not remember? He was on a TV show. Show me a photo. Oh my god, seriously? You don't know who Kelsey Grammer is? He was on Frasier. Oh, because I totally watched that fucking show. He doesn't even look familiar to me. Wow. That's a failure right there. Kelsey Grammer is supposed to be Detective Jones. And it's Walter, Nicolas Cage's character, and Walter. his neglected wife, Lure, a young man into a Victorian home to escape a hurricane. When the man is charged with murder by Detective Jones, Kelsey Grammer, he must reveal the couple's wicked secrets to save himself. Interesting. Wicked. It's... Is he a witch? No. Why do they keep using the word wicked? I don't know. It's a new term that people want to latch on to. It's going to be put out by Screen Media Films on December 6th. This December? Yes. Hmm. So it's going to be a big December 6th episode. If we watch it. We'll see. When does that other Nicolas Cage movie come out? Pray the It's already out. We just haven't watched it yet. Oh. We just haven't had time. Because we were too busy visiting Santa. Yes, we saw Santa today. He, he knows me, and I know him. And he told me that the Bears would win today, and the Bears won. So he's a real magical man? Yes. Alex Garland of Ex Machina and Annihilation fame has a new project. What? Machina? Yeah, that's how it's pronounced. Ex Machina. 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 I've never heard you say it like that. That's how it's pronounced. People, people say Ex Machina, but it's Ex Machina. You used to say Ex Machina. Okay, well, I was naive back then, okay? <laughs> okay. But I've learned. Uh, Alex Garland has a new TV series in production called Devs. Devs. It's Fox on Hulu, so it's going to be on Hulu March 2020. Because apparently they're putting... Because it was supposed to be distributed by FX, mm -hmm. and then FX is now merged with Hulu, I guess. Oh. So it's going to be on there. It's a limited series, and it focuses on a young software engineer named Lily Chan, who works for Maya, a cutting-edge tech company based in Silicon Valley. So he's getting that little sci-fi-ish in there. Uh, after her boyfriend's apparent suicide, Lily suspects foul play and begins to investigate. 
she quickly realizes that all roads lead to Forrest, played by Nick Offerman. Forrest is his name? Yes. So, oh. thought you meant she meant they all lead to the forest. Like, no. the woods. Uh, it's got, uh... Stephen McKinley Henderson, who was in Lady Bird. I don't remember that character. Or, and Kaylee Spaney, who was in Bad Times at the El Royale and On the Basis of Sex. So look for that TV series in March on Hulu. Make sure you get the Disney Plus package with Hulu. And when does Disney Plus start? Tuesday. Oh. We will be having that. We will be having that. <laughs> well, apparently you're supposed to have it in order to keep up with all the Marvel. Because right. you have to watch the Some Marvel the series. series. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably going to be the only thing that I care about. No. For Donut, all you There's have to do... There's going to be great things on there. For Donut, all you got to do is give her the greatest show in Blu-ray and she's fine. <laughs> which is all she's been doing for the past. Luna watched The Greatest Showman like four times in the last 18 hours. I don't get it. It's not that great. She likes to sing. Okay, but she can watch Anna and the Apocalypse starting tomorrow. Yeah, November 11th. So she can sing all the glorious Christmas songs. I can figure songs. out how to get it on. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, but I've never been on Amazon Prime. <sighs> and you're a millennial. Sure. That should know how to do all this technology I stuff. don't have Amazon Prime. <laughs> you use my Prime. Okay, so it's just on the regular Amazon website. Yeah, well, when you watch it on the TV, you have to have it on the app. Like, like it has to, like you have it on your TV. You just use my login and go from there, and it's under Prime Video. Mm. God, how do you not know this? Sounds confusing. It's not. Jeremy Solner has a new movie. The man that did Blue Ruin, Green Room, and Hold the Dark. What's the he's color? gonna. He's there's no color this time, oh, unfortunately. Man. What a what a bummer. So what's it called? It's called Rebel Ridge, and it's going to be put out by Netflix. The and color it, is red. Rebel Ridge. Yeah, red. So red Rebel Ridge. <laughs> <laughs> and it stars John Boyega from Attack the Block, the main character. Have you never seen Attack the Block? Mm. You are a sheltered child. But I'm not. <laughs> then how have you never seen Attack the Block? I don't know names. You've never seen Attack the Block? I don't think so. Wow. Again. You're just bullying me this morning. I am so. not. Well. And earlier when you were making fun of me for asking for pizza. Yeah, well, you look like, <laughs> you look like a chipmunk. <laughs> hmm. You're like, can I have a piece of pizza? And you go like this. <laughs> and that's pretty much what it was. Uh, this is a high-velocity thriller that explores systematic American injustices through bone-breaking oh, action so sequences, suspense, and dark humor. There's Sounds really fun. There's no release date yet. And it's going to be on Netflix. All of his movies are really good. Have you seen Murder Party? No. Is that one of his movies? Yes, it's on Shutter. It's his first movie that he's done. Oh. oh, wait, yeah, I did see that. I did watch that. Yeah. So we've seen all his movies. I'm just trying to figure out why there's no color involved in this movie. Well, there wasn't one in Hold the Dark either. I mean, dark. <laughs> That's not a color. It's a shade. Oh. Good enough for me. Spectre Vision is looking to make more HP Lovecraft films, including the Dunwich Horror. I should. I have an HP Lovecraft book with all the stories. Which one? It's oh, like, all of them. Yeah, it has a bunch of them in it. Oh. Like Color Out of Space is in there. Uh, they're looking to make at least three more Lovecraft movies. Interesting. Which is fine because 
color out of so ultra colory. Color out of space was pretty good. Yes. Which we're gonna get into a little bit more of that later. Of course, you know Spectre Vision is run by Elijah Wood and Daniel Noah. Two nice guys. Oh, you know them? Yes. I've seen <laughs> Elijah Wood. I've never even seen Lord of the Rings. Whatever. I saw Elijah Wood ride on a scooter while smoking a cigarette. In, real in life. Austin, yeah. <laughs> and I peed next to him at the Alamo Draft House. Um, that's weird. Not really. You're gross. Did you look at his wiener? Uh, you no. did. You lie. Okay, I did. I would have definitely looked at it. Yeah, he is pretty short. So what you're saying is weenie is small? No, not saying his wiener is small. He could have a thick hog. Ew! <laughs> Ew! <laughs> Don't ever say things like I that. I was trying to see his Lord of the Ring. His Lord of the Ring. <laughs> Is that his bubble? <laughs> You're getting too carried away with this. Yeah, you. Anyways, anyways, anyways. <laughs> hey, I think I told you this just about 20 minutes ago. Paranormal activity is making a comeback. Yeah, why? How? I don't Blumhouse understand. and Paramount are joining together for March 19th, 2021 release. This will be the seventh installment. Wait, I thought you said it was going to be a remake. It's not. There hasn't been anything of like an original storyline or reboot yet, so we don't know what's well, up. Well, when it says seventh installment, that's like the seventh one. Well, could they be rebooting it just to get it started back up and make like ten more? Is Blumhouse who did all of them yeah. before? Blumhouse, well, Paramount did the first one, and then I believe like Blumhouse had a hand in it. Do you remember watching the very the first one? Ones? Oh, I thought you were going to say the, the last marked one ones? watched was the marked ones. Yeah, like the last one was the ghost dimension, which I don't even think we bothered. I don't even remember hearing about that. Do you remember the first one, though? Yeah. I remember the first one was like a very big deal. But it was good. Yeah. Um, I remember there was a free screening of it at the Music Box back in 2009. And I went, and that's when uh, a couple of my friends came up, Dan Bond came up, and... We didn't get in. Oh. We were literally the next people to get in. And then they ended up putting it more and more theaters because people were like, we want to see this. And it ended up being, being pretty good. Obviously, it was a very high marketable movie and made tons of money. And so then, then they, they made a million more. And then they <laughs> made a ton more that nobody cared about. I mean, the second one was pretty good. And then the third one... I don't remember they they started. Was that was the one where the witches were. I thought that was the marked ones. No, was it? I don't I remember. I swear. I don't really we remember. We saw a bunch of witches in the marked one. <laughs> I thought that was in the third one. I don't remember, but we're gonna get more. Interesting. And then also. I'm saying. We're gonna get more scream. Oh really? A fifth entry. Has been revealed. Is Nev Campbell gonna be in it? There's talks of not, it. I don't care. There's talks of it, but it's not 100% confirmed. But a fifth one is in a process of early development. Did you watch any of the show that they had? Nope. Neither. I heard nothing good about it. So, more Scream. More Ghostface. And if you're not putting any Nev Campbell or anything like that in it, I don't care. Do you remember the one, um, what was the last one that they put out? Like, what year? Scream 4 was... I have no idea. Ugh. Scream 4. 2011. But that was Wes Craven. Hmm. Three on Letterboxd. 
I believe it was like the first one was good, the second one was good, and then like the third one was not good, and then like the fourth one was okay. I don't even think I saw the fourth one. I've seen one and two, but I haven't seen the fourth one because I just don't think I cared. Ben Affleck is set to star in a Robert Rodriguez action thriller called Hypnotic. Oh, Ben. Hey, he was good in uh, what was that last Triple Frontier. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what was that last movie we saw with him? The war one. That wasn't really a war one. What were they doing in that movie? Yeah, they, huh? they were transporting lots of money or drugs or something like that. Yeah. Um, a detective becomes entangled in a mystery involving his missing daughter in a secret government program while investigating a string of high possible, of impossible high-end heists. And it's going to be co-written with Max Borstein, who did Kong Skull Island. Ben Affleck is old now and fat. That's your opinion? You don't he didn't look old? that fat in the... You don't think he's old? I mean, I guess, but he, he looked... Kidding, he's not fat, but he's old. He looked fine in that... Uh, no, he looked fine in Armageddon. Really? We're talking about a movie 20 years ago? <laughs> I love that movie. No, uh, what was that movie? Oh, the Jane Silent Bob reboot. He looked all right in it. I mean, I didn't see that. I did. I went. It was it was fine. It was just nostalgia. That's all. God, why you gotta body His shame face him? Looks funny now. Why do you gotta body shame Ben Affleck? I'm not. He's almost fifty, <laughs> is all I'm saying. But he's married to Jennifer Garner, and she is so cute. Is he really? Yeah. I, I didn't know that. They've been married since like 05 or something. Oh, uh, after J-Lo. Wasn't he married to J-Lo? I don't know. I think he was. Batman News with our boy Robert Pattinson. I love him. And Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. I love. Colin Farrell is in talks to play the Penguin. I did see that. And Andy Circus. Is in talks to play Alfred Pennyworth. Hmm. So, Paul Dano is set to play the Riddler. Batman's going to be out June twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. And Jeffrey Wright, the man from the guy who was uh, the main character in Hold the Dark, he's going to play Commissioner Gordon. Which uh, I thought Hold the Dark had Alexander Skarsgård in it. It did, but the guy that was looking for Alexander Skarsgård. Oh, a cop. Yeah. Well, a detective. Do you not remember that movie? Like, at all? Yeah, I do. They were <laughs> twins, and they were, like, fucking... And there's wolves or something. Well, we're going to get back with some uh, sequels and prequels that we probably don't need. Uh, remember I was telling you about the uh, American film... I told you it was, like, the Cannes uh, March du, Fil du Film, where they, like, present ideas, mm. and... You know, people can buy them based on the ideas and little synopsises and scripts and whatnot. Well, the AFM... Is it before they exist or they exist, but they only get... Some of them exist. Oh. Like, when I sent you the American Film Market is what it's called. Sorry, I had to find it real quick because I thought I had the tab open. It, it's kind of like they have these movie ideas. It's either scripts or, like, some of the movies are already done and made and they're kind of just selling it to the American market. That's how... Well, I'll talk about it a little bit when Dogs Don't Wear Pants, when we talk about that trailer. That was brought up in the AFM, AFM, AFM because that's how Shudder acquired the North American rights. Hmm. So 
the AFM has now put out some uh, sales work and sales art for some movies. We're going to get a prequel to Amityville Horror. Interesting. 19 it's going to be called... So like about the family that's haunting it? Yeah. It's going to be called Amityville 1974. Hmm. And it says it's from the executive producer of Get Out. I don't know if this is going to be a Blumhouse movie, though. doesn't really say much about it. But it's going to focus on the traumatic murders that set, like, set the supernatural mm -hmm. stage for it. So in November 1974, Ronald Defoe Jr. shoots all six members of his family. That's basically what it's going to be about. Well, I'm interested. A little bit. And it's got the producer from Tag okay, attached to it. Okay, weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll just keep going with some more AFM news. Uh, dead Dicks. Excuse me? Dead Dicks. Dead Dicks? Yes, Dead Dicks. It is a. It played at Fantasia this year. It's a sci-fi thriller. About dicks that are dead? No. <laughs> Or... Dead Dicks is about a woman who discovers that her brother's body has been cloned by a supernatural entity growing in his bedroom. Oh. And it got decent reviews out of uh, Fantasia Fest. We got a poster and a trailer that maybe we should post. Okay, so we'll be posting some Dead Dicks later. Um, not like actual dicks, maybe. just like, I don't think there's dicks in it. I didn't realize there was a trailer attached to this, but look at this poster. It looks very almost human-like. Yes, it looks like aliens. Maybe some dead dicks that turn into aliens? Maybe it's just a bunch of people named Dick, and they die. <laughs> the death of Dick Long? Yes, exactly. <laughs> More AFM news. I just saw it. Where'd it go? Things aren't in order today for me. Bella Thorne Ew. has a new movie. We do not care about her. Okay, but the thing that intrigues me the most is this movie is directed by the guy who did Maniac. The new one? Yeah. Okay. It's called Penthouse A. But why Bella Thorne? I don't know, because I got more Bella Thorne news to go with it after this. Oh Maybe that's why. Uh, the director from Maniac is Frank Calforn? Calfown? Sorry if I butchered that. Uh, he uh, is going to be the director, and the screenplay is done by Peter Dowling. Who Has also... he done a movie since Maniac? I don't think so. Uh, but he, uh, Peter Dowling has credits in... Black and blue. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like, no thanks. This is the poster for Penthouse A. Ew. Yeah, it doesn't look very appealing it looks to me. very bad. I hope they redo the poster. Well, I mean, the uh, the resolution on my phone currently no, is... No, the poster itself, though, is bad. Oh. But Bella... Bella... is bad. But she didn't... She got killed in assassination. Yeah, the best part was when she was unconscious. Yes. Such a hater. But Bella You're Thorne... You're telling me that she does good. Excuse yeah. me, but I'm trying excuse to explain me. the synopsis here. Bella Thorne plays a jilted lover who hooks up for a short-term relationship with the wrong person and ends up captive in a high-rise residence. Interesting. So it's kind of like that movie High Rise, <laughs> if you've ever seen it. How? What do you mean? Is somebody captive? There, it, it Well, High Rise is kind of like Snowpiercer. They're trying to move their way up. Mm-hmm. But... She wants to get out. Yeah. Not the same. Eh, kind of reminds me of it. But Bella Thorne is also moving into directing. Oh, good God. Yes. And unfortunately, we get to talk about it, but it's a untitled horror thriller. 
Ugh, I don't know about this Bella Thorne. I'm sorry. She was in, wait, she was in the Scream series? Or no? I don't know. I didn't watch it. She was in Babysitter. I know that. She's Assassination Nation, Keep Watching, and Amityville Horror. Amityville The Awakening. Yeah, she was in the Scream series. I did not know that. That's probably why it was so bad. Uh, well, plots are the plot is under wraps. But look forward to Bella Thorne making her directorial debut. No, I do not look forward to it. Also, I thought she was... Are you sure it's her debut? Yeah. Like, oh. Because yep. she's always been described as, like, actress, singer, director, child model. Child model? Yeah, that's what she fucking was. Uh, so she's from the Disney Channel. Is she really? Yes. I just saw some weird thing on the internet about some old Disney star, like, girl that became, like, a weird-ass rapper. Who? And she was supposed to be canceled because she says the N-word. Oh. <laughs> like she's white? Yeah. Like super white. More AFM news. I'm just going to keep churning it out because I think these are movies that sound appealing to me and you. Okay. Mostly me. Oh, okay. But uh, the movie Spiral, it also... Well, no, it didn't play the Fantasia. Dragon? Spiral, not Spyro. <laughs> you said Spyro. Spiral. Played Fright Fest to very good reviews, which for some reason, you know, good reviews, you would know more about it, but this is like the first time I've heard about this movie. Uh, Spiral is a film that follows a same-sex couple, Malik and Aaron, who face homophobic threats when they move to a small USA town to raise their teenage daughter. As the threats become more insidious, Malik begins to suspect there are even more darker forces at play. So look for that. I don't know when, but the producer of it also did What Keeps You Alive. Which one was that? That was the lesbian movie where we saw it last year at uh, Cinepocalypse. It, oh, where it, she was getting, she wanted to marry her just for life insurance and then try to kill her? Yeah. 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 Uh, who was the star of that? Because she's done other movies too that we've seen and liked. The red-headed one or the short-haired one? I want to say both. Oh, you said she, that's one person. She's two people. Well, the one, the friend from across the lake is that girl from Superbad, where he's like, "It's in." Oh, the like I'm so wet. Oh, the one that hooks up with uh, McLovin. Yeah, yeah. He's hot. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Well, I wish I could get you the people that were in this "What Keeps You Alive" movie. But Letterbox is being a piece of shit. Here we go. But that's who, um, the, stu- the Brittany Allen and Hannah Anderson. Okay, Brittany Allen was in The Prodigy. Oh, you didn't see The Prodigy. But she was in It Stains the Sands Red. Oh, these are movies you haven't seen. And Jigsaw, but I don't remember. I think it, it, it uh, I recognize her from The Prodigy. Wait, Brittany Allen was in Jigsaw? Yes. Hannah Anderson is also in Jigsaw. Really? Yes, and The Purge. And Lizzie Borden. Maybe that's what we saw. No, not... Oh, we, no, we not saw Lizzie. Lizzie. Lizzie Borden, yeah. I mean, if Letterboxd does a better job at this... Oh, here we go. What keeps you alive? Hannah Anderson was in Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Jigsaw... I just told you what she was in. Oh, she wasn't in that much stuff. She's in The Purge. But yeah, you said the one girl was in... uh, Martha McIsaac was in Superbad. Yes. 
But the spiral she movie. She looked old as shit in that movie. And the new movie. What keeps you alive? Yeah, I was like, whoa. Yeah, but I look forward to Spiral. I've it's at a three point five on Letterbox, and hopefully it makes its way over here because it play it debuted at Fright Fest. We should go to Fright Fest sometime and get some fish and chips. Is the director a gay man? I don't know. Well, I was just wondering because he made two like movies? LGBT movies. No, the direct the the producer from what we what keeps you alive. Oh, okay. He did. He's he's working on this movie as well. So sorry if there was confusion there, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you giggling, ma'am? All right, let's keep rolling here. Since we're gonna be talking and seeing the grudge here pretty soon, let's have some grudge news, sort of. Andrea Riseborough is going to be in a new horror genre film called Gigi. Gigi? Gigi. A supernatural thriller. Don't have much about it. Production will take place early next year. She's going to star as Ren, a successful New York scientist who decides to leave the city with her son to start life over in the remote sea islands of the Atlantic coast. She quickly falls in love with the land and the people on the secluded island but soon her world starts to unravel as the souls of the subjugated begin to haunt her dreams and her waking life. Hmm. Waking life? I fucking hate that movie. Is that a real movie? Yes, it's fucking god-awful acid trip. It makes <laughs> me want to die. <laughs> Sounds great. Sounds like a ghost movie to me, honestly. It's not. It's, it's not? It's a drug movie. Oh. I mean, no, I'm talking about this movie that I just described. Oh, Right. Sounds like a ghost movie. Uh, Guy Pierce is going to be in a new movie. You know who Guy Pierce is. Probably, but... Please tell me you do. He's going to be in Birds of Prey. Does it ring a bell? No? Um, uh, 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 he's in um, Iron Man <laughs> 3. <laughs> no. No? All right. The Count of Monte Crisco. Never heard of that. What?! What do you mean you have never heard of that? I haven't. Okay. Sorry. But this is going to be a Sin State and Fangoria horror project. So, Fangoria's been pretty good this year. It's given us Satanic Panic, or as some people from Walmart, Panic. <laughs> panic. And they gave us uh, uh, Puppet Master Lilith Reich. Oh. You remember? That was very enjoyable. You fell asleep. No, I did not. Yes, you did. No, I did not. I know you did. I did not. I don't even fall asleep during movies. You do. Sometimes I get a little sleepy at my old age. All the time. No. (laughs) Like every time. But this next project is called The Seventh Day, and it's by the writer Justin Lang. It's a religious movie? Yeah, it's an exorcist movie. I'm getting to it. Well, The Seventh Day. You need to chill. You were the one that grew up religiously, so you should know. Do you think I really give a fuck about religion? I was forced into it. I was. But it's a renowned exorcist team teams up with a rookie priest for the first day of training as they plunge deeper into hell on earth. The lines between good and evil blur and their own demons emerge. It's being described as training day meets the exorcist. Oh, interesting. Training day, though. Yeah, that seems interesting. Uh, Dallas Sonier, who is in Drive Across Concrete, and Amanda Presmick, who is in VFW, are producing for Sin the State. Girl? No. Oh. They're producing. Oh. Yeah. 
and uh, for Sin State and Fangoria, alongside Kimberly Huang. I don't think I needed to pronounce the H, <laughs> but it's H Wang, so I said Huang, who's done Lucky and Chelsea Davenport. So look for that. A lot, a lot of these people have worked on other Sin State movies, like the standoff at Sparrow Creek, obviously Dragged Across Concrete, which was a great film. I think it's going to crack my top ten for the year. Dragged Across Concrete? <laughs> Dragged Across Concrete? <laughs> concrete? That Dra I did fall asleep. You fell asleep during Dragged Across Concrete? That movie was so good. I'm too many tired. too many liberal cucks didn't like it. Excuse me. No. <laughs> I've heard some people complain about the violence in it, but the violence in it was great, especially when uh, What's-Her-Face gets her hand shot off. I was awake during that. You were? <laughs> I think you were like, oh, it was so sad when she tried to pull out the little baby boot and then she got her hand shot off. Yeah. Who's that? My motherly Jennifer Carpenter. Boy. STX Films, who just did Countdown, has acquired Dollhouse. That sounds fucking stupid. I'm pretty sure it's going to be just like Countdown, pretty stupid, which I will get into in our featured presentations. Uh, details are slim, but Dollhouse is set in the world of an upper echelon of New York City fashion scene. And oh. it's going to be written. It's written by well, up and comer Michael Paisley. Maybe it'll be good. I was imagining, you know, like old dollhouse mm -hmm. cliche. It's got Henry Cable in it. So he was Superman. Oh. In Superman versus Batman. I didn't Justice not League. That. Oh, you're so uncultured. <laughs> <laughs> Trailers? Nope. We you still, have more I got news? I got I told you I had a shit ton of news this week. Okay. Uh Screen Factory is releasing the director's cut of Lars von Trier's The House That Jack Built. Interesting. It's gonna be great because you watched the uncensored you watched the censored version. Did I? You did because did I, I didn't watch it? Yeah, unless you lied to me. <laughs> no, I because watched it on my computer. You sent me the link. But you told me it was censored. Did I? Yeah. I don't remember. Because I asked you how many times did... Oh, uh, if it showed it when they shoot the kid's head? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it was censored. The one you saw was censored, but I, when I saw it at the music box, it was uncensored. It was great. It was one of my top ten last year. Mm -hmm. I just remember being mad that you watched it without me. Because I went to the music box? It only played for one night. What did you want me to do? Not go. Wow. Maybe I'll just go see The Irishman without you. You are. Well, you told me you want to go now. I never said I didn't want to go. I didn't think you were into crime movies like that. Since when? Do you have the patience for three and a half hours? Yeah, I am does a that mother. Mean we, I have better patience than anybody. Does that mean we have to get lots of nachos? Yes. You know we can only see it at and the Century Twix. Center. Century Center, which one's that? That's the one in Wrigleyville. Cross the one that's like right next to Hotel Versi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. It's got comfy seats though. I've seen many great films there this year. Mm -hmm. The Littlest Farm. The Biggest Little Farm. Yeah, that's what the I meant. Littlest Farm. <laughs> uh, the Last Black Man in San Francisco. The Biggest Little Farm. Yeah. That was great. It's a great documentary, by the way. It's on Hulu. I should have Luna watch it. You should. It's very educational because there's a lot of shit I did not know. Like ducks eat snails. I did not know that. 
and you <laughs> like ducks eat snails. You know what else is on Hulu? What? The Nightingale. You guys, if you haven't watched The Nightingale, you need to watch it. It's a great movie. We reviewed it out of Sundance. We talked about it in one of our first episodes. It's groundbreaking filmmaking. Groundbreaking? <laughs> Did you hear that? No. Is that rhyming? No. What do you mean, no? You're rhyming? Groundbreaking filmmaking. Oh, you're rhyming. Okay. Don't quit your day job, though. That is my day job. What? Rhyming. <laughs> I thought your day job was putting packages in a UPS That's truck. That's my morning job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we got a first look into uh, for the Into the Dark Hulu's horror themed monthly movies. I totally said that backwards and wrong. Hulu's in. No, we're going to watch the Thanksgiving one next week. That's what we can do. I'm very upset you ate my strawberry Starburst. Wow, we're really going to get into this now? <laughs> 35 minutes into the episode, you're like, yeah. oh, I really wish I had that Starburst. Grumpy and my Starburst to prevent me from chewing during the episode. Well, yeah. Well, I don't remember what episode it was, but you were just, like, I honking know. on some fucking... Milk does. Yeah. I thought I was putting my face away from the mic, but it's so loud in the episode. No. If we got any negative reviews on our podcast, it's because of that. No, it's because you're not funny. I am quite hilarious. Looking. Yes. In my sweat shorts. They're very comfortable. But Hulu's Into the Dark series has a already announced the Christmas theme one. Oh. It's called A Nasty Piece of Work. It's going to be out Friday, December 6th. Big episode. A nasty piece of work. Yes, a nasty piece of work. That's interesting. Yes, it follows a mid-level employee at a large company who finds out he's not getting a Christmas bonus or a promotion he was expecting. God, I feel that. Yeah, I do no, too. No, I don't expect them. We don't get them. It's bullshit. Yeah, I we get do a... the work to get other people to get them. Isn't I, that fucked up? I get a bigger bonus from my second job working for my mother at the office than I do for the biggest beverage company in the world. Yeah, I don't even get a bonus. Yeah, well, I get like a few hundred bucks. Coca-Cola gives me some meat. I don't get anything. They give me meat and beer that I don't fucking want. <laughs> How do you think I feel? It's like, hey, here's some meat and beer. It's like, cool, I don't drink or want meat. It's My bullshit. benefits are unbeatable, But then this, uh, his boss invites him to a dinner for a proposal of how he can climb the corporate ladder by beating his professionals, rivals, in a violent competition. Oh, fun. Yes. Oh, God, why isn't that real life? I would beat the fuck out of everybody at my company just so I could have some money. That's... I would do it. I feel like this is kind of like a... That's because I work with pieces of shit. So. It, it, it kind of gives you this uh, mayhem vibe. Except there's no like... Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, but they're, they're not meaning to act that way. No, no. And it's also it's kind of like, like the Belko fires. experiment in a way. No, those people were being attacked by some outside source. This yeah. is... But, you know, they're all I mean, against each other to survive. You know what I mean? Well, it's not... Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. But look for that December 6th. This is directed sorry, by... I wouldn't beat the fuck out of all my employees. There's no. like three I like. I think there's like two I like. and You guys I... know who you are. I doubt they listen to this. Lisa, I know you're listening and you don't work with me, but your lover does, so I love you. <laughs> uh, Derek, I think he listens to this sometimes. He says he needs to catch up on it, but I think he would be, probably be the only person that I would not kill. Derek, you're cute. Wow. Thanks. I think you meant thanks for inviting us to your wedding. Wow. Seriously? But this is directed by Charles Hood. Hood. 
and I think this is like his first time directing a full feature length. Oh, he's done some TV shows, Play by Play and In the Vault. I don't even remember what movie we're talking about. We're talking about Dr. Sleep today. We're almost done with news. No, I mean the... Okay, yeah, just keep going. We're almost done with news. <laughs> I think this might be the last bit. And it's the best. Oh, I'm excited. What is it? Gunpowder in Sky gets sea fever. Oh, snap. We saw this in Toronto. It surprised us. It's really good. This it's is under like the radar. an eco... Eco-terror? Yes. Um, it's been described as the thing meets annihilation. Yes, there is some cool body horror in this. And it was quite shocking. Like, suddenly... Do you agree? I don't want to spoil it, but you know what I'm talking about when this happened? The so, eyes? yes. <laughs> Are you trying to figure out how to describe it? Can we... Uh, it's just like a bizarre creature hitches a ride on the uh, like uh, their ship. It's a sea creature. They're on a boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat. <laughs> I'm on a boat. <laughs> but yes. Yes. Then it, then it like... It's a it's a giant parasite, is what it is. Don't be spoiling it. Oh, I, what? How is that spoiling it? Don't don't spoil it. I, I'm not. It's a great film. It'll be out next year, early in like the first quarter, probably like March, April type. Like we saw it in Toronto, loved it. We already wrote a review. Yeah, was there a was trailer the for it yet? Dude, I don't think so. Well, when we get that trailer for you, we'll be sure to throw it up. Throw it. Up. I'm so white. And that's pretty much it for news this week. We posted three trailers this week. I'll do box office when I'm done. When you're done. Um, we posted the trailer for Color Out of Space, which is the H.P. Lovecraft adaption. The new Richard Stanley movie. Yes. He's back. It also, it's from the producers of Mandy and... Spectre Vision. Nicolas Cage. Going batshit crazy. Going crazy in it. Yo, this is like... He gets that one good movie a year now. Like, Mandy was last year. Mom and Dad was the prior year. Um, obviously, well, Color Out of Space will be the uh, 2020. Right. But then he's got all those VOD hits. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, okay. But, um, yeah, this is just about what a mysterious meteor lands at the family's house, and it, like, affects them and their farm and everything around it. But it's, like, a mutant extraterrestrial organism is, like, changing everything it comes in contact with, basically. For fans of alpacas? Yes, they have an alpaca farm that he's going to make sweaters out of. He really loves his alpacas, Nicolas Cage does. But there's some really good body horror in this, and it's been said that it's kind of like messily made movie, but it was really enjoyable. I liked it a lot. I mean, opinions were kind of hit or miss at Toronto, but then like I went to Fantastic and I told my buddy to watch it. Uh, Justin, if you're listening, even though I think he says he doesn't listen to podcasts on his phone, he listens to them through the computer. <laughs> Justin, I can't believe you let him fall on a scooter and you didn't videotape it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a lot of people liked Color Out of Space coming out of Fantastic Fest. And unfortunately... I really liked it. It's really well, fun. Well, I'm saying, like, you the, saw, we saw it in Toronto. Yeah. It's very colorful, vibrant. The body horror in it's great. It's very... Uh, the color palette is comparable to Mandy yeah. and Daniel Isn't Real, which we're going to cover fully on our big December 6th episode, because after that, we'll do the end-of-the-year wrap-up. Yeah. Well, we'll do Black Christmas the week after, and then wrap it up. 
Um, but Color Out of Space is going to be in theaters January 24th. Theaters or just VOD? Theaters. Ooh. Yeah. Get your ass to the theaters. Hey, Music Box, if you're out there listening, put it in your theaters, just like how you did with Mandy. Yes. What do you got next? And then we also posted the trailer for... Dogs Don't Wear Pants, which Grubby saw at Fantastic Fest. Dogs Don't Wear Pantaloons. This is a Finnish film, and it's been described as an affecting and absurd dramedy. And um, tell us about it, Grubby. It's about a guilt-stricken widower who discovers that um, a demanding dominatrix might be able to give him the therapy he needs. So I still have the review. I could finish. <laughs> Seriously? It's a bit late now. Not really, because I think it's supposed to play... Uh... AFI Fest here in the next couple of weeks, so I can still finish it, because I well, still remember the so movie freshly. What, from what I've read, it's about how, like, you know, some people, like, how BDSM is, like, therapeutic for some people. Yeah, it's like, it was his way of coping with the death of his wife. That, that's sh- not even, like, spoiling it. Right. And Shudder has acquired the North American rights, so it'll there'll be a release date to be announced. It hasn't been announced yet. Which they bought out of the AFM Fest. AFM. Yeah, so AFM's out there putting, making sure good movies get... Uh, so this is a very kinky film. We posted the trailer. Makes me really think of Rihanna's Whips and S&M song. You're so weird. <laughs> I don't know why. Um. So then we uh, the last trailer that we posted was the trailer for The Invisible Man, which I think a lot of you saw. Um, it's another Blumhouse movie. It's a remake, and but it's gender-swapped. Like... It's based off the 1897 novel by H.G. Wells, and then it was made in 1933 also for the silver screen. But in this version... Yes, you can find them in the black and white uh, Blu-ray section for, uh, like, Best Buy or something. Yeah. But this one is... What do they they call them? Like, the horror icons or something? I'm not sure. Um, But this has Elizabeth Moss and Oliver Jackson Cohen, which is the guy from The Haunting of Hill House. And then, you know, Elizabeth Moss from... Yeah. Everything. Handmaid's Um, Tale. This is directed by Lee Wannell. Is that how you say his name? Lee Wannell. Wannell. He was a screenwriter for like the Saw movies and the Insidious movies and also Cooties. He was involved with... Um, why can't I think of the movie right now? I'm drawing a blank, but go. Anyway, uh, yeah, but so she is a woman trying to prove that she's being like haunted by an invisible man who's also like her abusive ex who like said he committed suicide, but yeah. So we posted that. I think the movie I was thinking of was Upgrade. Oh, I didn't see anything about him being involved in Upgrade. I think he was. Yeah, he directed it. What the oh, fuck? Okay. Well, <laughs> I was just looking at the stuff he screen like wrote for. Wow, we failed. Previously. So since he did Upgrade, I look forward to The Invisible Man. It looks good, and I like yeah, Upgrade's a great movie. Upgrade was probably one of the best from 2018. I think I put it at number seven. Hmm. Obviously, 2018 we had Hereditary. As number one. And if you didn't, what the fuck? Well, didn't we see it in 2017? Upgrade? No, Hereditary. No, we saw it Sundance of 18. Oh. And Upgrade played 2018. In like May. I saw it three times. Upgrade? Yeah. You did? I had that free screening that me and Davey went to, and then me and you went, and then I watched it again. Oh, interesting. Yes. And then we had one more trailer that Stacy didn't post, because obviously I have to tell her, please post this. And it's for the Knives and Skin movie, directed by Jennifer Reeder. Which we talked about a couple episodes back, or? Yeah, we talked about at the Chicago Film Fest wrap-up, I believe it was the second episode? 
part two. two. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. I'm a yeah. That that I I I did. You like that movie? What did you give that movie? I gave it a two and a half out the box, mm -hmm. but it's gonna be out December sixth, and we'll probably just talk about it in the big wrap up for December sixth because we'll have that. We'll have Daniel isn't real, um, in fabric, the in Hulu Into the Dark, a nasty little piece of work. <laughs> A I was nasty gonna say little, that piece, nasty of little piece of ass or something like that, something weird. It's called a nasty piece of work. Yeah. So, uh, knives and skin trailer. We're gonna post that tonight, tomorrow, probably tomorrow because I'm getting this shaking of the head <laughs> because someone is lazy and, and Grubby has the password to our social media again, and he could f feel free Apparently to post it. Apparently, I'm not allowed to post anything because I you make it look like shit. You guys can feel free to look it up yourself. How are we supposed to gain an audience uh, when you don't want to post it? That's not very nice. Uh, we're going to... Was that all the trailers? Yes. Oh, wait. I have one more. Very briefly. Uh, there was a movie called Game of Death. I don't know if I've ever shown you the trailer for it, but I remember posting it a long time ago. What do you mean by long time ago? Like 2017 long ago. Oh, well then why are you talking about it now? Because a full trailer just got posted for it. Oh, it's never been out. Yeah, and it played South by Southwest of 2017, I believe, is the correct year. Or it might have been 2018. Yes, 2017. And it's seven friends go on a killing spree to keep their heads from exploding. Oh, interesting. Yes. And it's I've like, said interesting a lot during this episode. Yeah. Um, it's kill or be killed is the golden rule of the game of death. Suck. Sucks for seven. Suck. Sucks for seven millennials who ignored that rule, and now each one's head will explode unless they kill someone. That or, reminds me of... No, wasn't it in the Belko experiment? They thought they were being shot, but their heads were actually exploding if they didn't kill people? I thought they had some sort of chip in, like, their neck. Right. Yeah. Okay. But this movie played South by Southwest 2017, and then, like, it's just now getting, like, a trailer for it, hmm. which is really weird. And, I mean, the movie only is 73 minutes long, so whoever picked this movie up, please just send me a screener. It would be nice. So I don't have to wait and search for it. I still have that adoration screener that you never watched. Uh, we'll get around to it. Apparently it played Brooklyn Film Fest. Oh, that was 2017. Damn. I don't know, this movie just got swept under the rug. It kind of sucks. You don't want to downgrade people's movies because it looks bad, but... You know, a lot of people put a lot of hard work into it. So. <coughs> Please don't cough into the mic. I didn't. It went that way. Uh... Before we get into Countdown and Dr. Sleep, some box office news. Dr. Sleep made $14.1 million and finished second. Two. Midway. Oh. Playing with Fire actually made more money than last Christmas. What's Playing with Fire? The John Cena movie? The John Cena movie. movie. <laughs> it's because people have kids. Yeah. Uh, Terminator Dark Fate is number five with $10.8 million. That movie bombed so bad. Which They're movie? Terminator Dark Fate. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And. I wonder why. Because they're probably just waiting for all the international sales. It Like, the last one bombed, too, in America, but 
International sales saved it. Maleficent made eight million. Joker made nine point two. Zombieland made four point three. And to round out the top ten, the Adams family is still hanging on. How? With four point two. I don't know. Jojo Rabbit made three point nine. Jojo Rabbit is so good. Countdown made two point eight, and I was a part of that. <laughs> Parasite made another two point five million. So. A lot of these indie ones are still going strong. I love it. The Lighthouse made 900000 to round out like the top 20. But next week we're going to see Honey Boy and Ford V Ferrari. Those so, are movies we'll be talking about. So we may not even have an episode next week. We started, it's the end of the fucking world, six, season two. Yeah, we got three episodes in. It's alright so far. I mean, they're giving you a lot of backstory about... I don't know if anybody's seen the first... What's interesting about that show is that it seems like each episode, like, not a lot happens. It's just like explaining each character. No, I'm talking about this is how every episode was in the first season, too. Not a lot happens in each episode, but it leaves you hanging so hard somehow. Like, it's still just so interesting. Well, when we finish it, I wonder if they're going to make another season. Probably. They'll leave it open-ended even if they don't make another season. It will drive me crazy. Kind of like how they did for... Every fucking Netflix show ever. No, uh, Santa Clara to Diet. Dude, can we not talk about that? That fucks me up. Can we... How dare you take away Santa Clara to Diet? Can we petition you to get pieces of Santa Clara to Diet back and trade <sighs> it for... Anything. Everything. I'm upset. Tell me how upset you are. I'm fucking extremely upset. <laughs> God... All right, you ready to get in the feature presentations? Yeah, tell me how bad Countdown was. Oh boy, um, I went and saw Countdown on Monday or Tuesday. I think it was it was Monday because I went and saw The Current War on Five Dollar Night because I was out of passes. So, Countdown. It was basically the final destination if you had an app. <laughs> the original Final Destination was interesting. I mean, that was probably the only good one. But countdown. Okay, bullshit. There's one where a dude's like butthole gets sucked from a pool bottom. What? Like, <laughs> I randomly saw one of like the the later uh, Final Destinations on like someone's TV one day, and his butthole gets like sucked out through the pool <laughs> drain, <laughs> a public pool. What the fuck? So this is directed by Justin Deck, who has only done a short film called Boats. I bet it was better. And and it is, uh, the boats thing was basically off the success of Cars and Planes, the Pixar movies, or whatever. Oh. Yeah. What? Yeah. I'm very confused. So, this movie stars Elizabeth Lale as Quinn Harris, Jordan Calloway as Matt Monroe, and Talitha Bateman as Jordan Harris, who is the little sister to Quinn. And... So it starts off in the movie, everybody's, you know, they're at a party, everybody's like, someone, what the fuck is that? Is that That's the, the pool, pool butthole scene? Oh my god. <laughs> uh, oh, you know what we should have watched this weekend, speaking of pools? What? The pool. What's the pool? Remember with the crocodiles and they get stuck in the bottom of the pool? Oh yes, yes, yes. Maybe we'll do that next week. Maybe we will have an Do you episode. remember the Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where there was the creature in the pool and like they pour the liquid over and then they could see this like this weird skeleton creature? Yeah, Are You Afraid of the Dark is back. Yeah, October 11th it was. Interesting. But we, we talked about countdown. it. Countdown. I'm talking about Countdown, though. So it starts off, all these kids are at a 
party, house party, and one one of the girls asked another girl. Is it PG-13 or R? PG-13. So there's no boobs? No. What? <laughs> well, party boobs, I don't know. But everybody's drinking, and then they're asking how, you know, how do you stay so fit? And the girl's like, I have a countdown app for calories and stuff like that. <laughs> and so everybody's trying to find this countdown app because they're so worried about their body. And the only countdown app they find is when they die. So everybody downloads it. This one girl literally gets three hours left. Question. If there was such an app, even though you wouldn't believe it was real or, or maybe you did, would you download it to no, find out? I don't give a fuck. You wouldn't want to know when you died? Uh, I don't really care. I would absolutely not fucking do it because I'd be terrified. I mean, I don't, I don't care enough to download an app. I barely download any apps I need now. Uh, what? Your what? phone has so many apps. It has DraftKings. It has um, pages of apps, though. Hulu. I have one page. It's because I don't put all mine together. Anyways. So, so the, the one girl downloads it, and, and she gets three hours left. And her boyfriend, I believe, had uh, not, not too long of a date after that, but, like, he had a little bit more time than her. So, so he, like, kills himself? No, no, no. So, you know, they, they get done at the party, they're drunk, he tries to drive home, and she's like, no, I don't want to get in the car, you've been driving, or you've been drunk. You've been driving. You've, you've been <laughs> drinking, I don't want you to drive. So wait, when they download this app and they find out when they're going to die, are they scared or do they think it's funny like a joke? The one girl that got the three hours thought it was scary. Oh, she's scared. Yeah, okay. everybody else is like, oh, I got 47 years, and I got... 52 years and I'm living forever shit like that and so she gets out of the car and walks home so then he drives and you know he's been drinking mm -hmm. and he crashes he still survives but there was, supposed to, there was a big tree trunk that came through her where she would have been sitting uh oh and that was when she was supposed to die so instead, but since she didn't since she didn't the demon-like creature comes down from the roof of the bathroom, picks her up and <laughs> drops her so her head just, like, hits the side of the tub and snaps her neck. Oh, well, what the hell? That is very, very Final Destination-like. Yeah. And so time goes on. Um, the kid that got in a car accident is at the hospital, and then this is where Quinn Harris comes in, the main girl. Uh, she downloads this app because... This dude's going into surgery, the the boyfriend. Right. And you find like, you know, she finds out that he's in there and like he 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 goes to like this uh abandoned part of the hospital where they're like redoing tiles and ceilings and you're not supposed to be in there. So she goes in and finds him and he's like she asks him, Well, what are you so worried about? And she so shows him the app that he only has like twenty hours to live. And then, so she's, like, curious. And then, like, kind of, like, Googles his name and finds out that, you know, his girlfriend died from the app. Mm -hmm. And so she downloads it. So she gets three days to live. And then he's all scared because he has 20 hours to live. And she, and she's just, like, all scared. And, like, at first she's kind of, like, nonchalant, just like, oh, I only got three days whatever and then who is she why does she come to the hospital Looking she works at the hospital oh, okay she's a she's a nurse 
There's also a creepy doctor that she works for, and he's uh, very handsy. Ew, gross. Yeah. Does he die? I'll get to that here in a little bit. I mean, this movie was only 80 minutes long, but when she gets scared, she'll she'll you'll start seeing things, and you know she gets in her car and sees in her rearview mirror like a grim reaper kind of like figure. That's in the preview. Yeah, you see it in the preview. But she goes to get a new phone. The dude that supplies the phones for everybody at, at the, at the Ver, I guess it would be like a Verizon store. He has some jokes. He has some jokes. He has some jokes. They're okay. <laughs> and he provides some comedic relief to the movie. But mm -hmm. so does someone else here I'll, I'll talk about in just a minute. It, it's really... It's really weird because, like, when this movie happened, I was just, like, when this part happened, I was just like, really? They stuck this in the movie? But, you know, she gets a new phone. She's like, oh, the app's not on here. All of a sudden, the app appears on her phone. You know, she can't get away from mm -hmm. it. And that's when she, you know, sees the Reaper in the mirror. And then she finds out someone in else that was trying to get a new phone. This has been happening to him, too. Then they're contemplating because... They both have, like, this short time span to live from the app. And then they collaborate together to try to figure out why, how to avoid dying. Mm -hmm. So they go to a priest who smokes weed, gets Uber Eats delivered to him or whatever. What? And it's just, and listening to rap music. It's very weird. And very not religious, I guess. But they, they ask him for advice, and they, they say that it's a demon, and in order to uh, avoid it, they have to basically cheat death. Mm -hmm. The boyfriend that, had, that was supposed to have the surgery, you know, he ends up dying. His time runs out. I forget how he dies, because I feel like it's been so long since I've seen this movie. And it's a pretty forgettable movie. But then the two conspire even more and try to get this old drunk dude at a bar to download the app. And they were like, no, we don't want to put innocent people in, in, in danger. And the guy's like, I don't believe in the ho that the Holocaust ever happened. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, he's perfect. And I was just like, that was the part that I was like, they put this in the movie as what? <laughs> it's like when they got to eat the Nazis. Yeah, so they get him to download it, and he gets 91 years. Oh, my God. Yeah, so the guy that is the Holocaust denier I feel like that's how gets to live forever. Yeah. And then, so... Time goes on, and her friend ends up dying from a car crash. The guy that she meets up with. I, there's just parts of this movie that I just totally forgot because it was just so uninspiring. So does she cheat death or not? Well, her sister also downloads the app and has, like, the same time. And oh. they're supposed to be together somewhere. They were split up, and... Since they had the same time, they both have to try to cheat death. So the big sister tries to save the little sister. So they try. They get to like the empty part of the, the hospital where they're doing construction, and like they get a they draw like a like a pentagram, not a pentagram, but like a, a line of salt because mm -hmm. then the demons can't enter it. But before this, too, the creepy doctor was trying to get her fired because. You know, he would walk into the room and, like, touch her and be like, everything will be okay. She came on to him. 
and said, you know, in reality, it's him being a creepy, rapey fuck. Oh, so she came forward first. Well, she was going to come forward, and then she, she, uh, the the girl that uh, she was going to tell, so that way, you know, like, people knew that he was being a creep, she gets interrupted and basically kind of, like, threatened. So, so she uses the doctor as a deploy, as, as like, a decoy to the, the demon. You know, she tries to feed the demon him instead of her. How? Just by being in the room when her time's almost up. Mm. And it won't take him because he still has more time. So her sister comes to the hospital to, you know, try to help out. And then she ends up overdosing on morphine. Her sister? Yes. The older sister, Quinn. And, like, quote-unquote kills herself. So that way the demon would disappear because then, you know, like, she's dead. But after the time passes, you know, her sister would come in and she wrote on her arm, like, where the Narcan's supposed to go. And then it revives her. So she cheats death that way. Hmm. And the doctor ends up dying anyways, I believe. I don't remember. But does the circle of salt work? No. I was going to say, you the salt, this whole fucking time. No, because the salt pretty much blew away. And they, like, uh, when they were in the circle, like, the, the demon would, like, lure them out hmm. with stuff. Weird. Because, like, her mom died because of, uh, like, a drunk driver as well. Overall, this movie, I gave a one. Oh, that's terrible. Um, and then there's, like, a post credit scene with the guy that sold the phones and how he was on, like, a Tinder date. That's funny. And, because they, like, I mean, it, it's kind of out of place how I'm talking about this movie, but uh, the guy that uh, sold them the phones would also go in and uh, jailbreak them so that way they could put more time on for them to live hmm. instead. But that didn't work. His time was up, and then he was on his Tinder date, and he, like, she gets up and goes to the bathroom, and then the lights go out, and then the demon attacks him. That's so stupid. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Why is the demon? Uh, I don't know. Like, this this, this movie was pretty bad. But it's that, it's, it, it made its money. I think it was like a $6 million budget money for, for it, and they made like $15 million. So, countdown. One out of five. <laughs> I gave it a one for some of the comedic parts. Other than that, I would have gave it a half. That's pretty bad. So. And it it, it kind of sucks because, you know, October's the month that you want all these horror films to come out in theaters. And all you got was Zombieland, Double Tap, Countdown, and you didn't even put Doctor Sleep in October. We yeah, saw it, it in October, like but they, they played it this weekend. What a bummer. <laughs> so... Shall we talk about Dr. Sleep? Oh, please talk about Dr. Sleep because explaining Countdown was so stupid. So. Stay away from Countdown. Yes. Dr. Sleep. I'm about ready to Dr. Sleep. Same. <laughs> and it's only 7.30. Well, your time is only 6. Oh, God, yeah. 30. I live in the past. So, Dr. Sleep... Directed by Mike Flanagan, who did, we talked about that earlier. Gerald's Game. And Hush, Hush. yes. And Oculus. And The Haunting of Hill House. So this is 
um, a movie based off the book that Stephen King wrote, which he wrote in 2013, and it's a direct sequel to The Shining. A lot of people so, say that if you did, if you liked Doctor Sleep, that means you hated Stanley Kubrick, which I think is bullshit. And whoever says that is a fucking yeah, that turd. makes no sense. First of all, Stephen King hated The Shining, like he hated. How do you hate The Shining? He 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 wrote it, but he hated Kubrick's version of the movie. Like really? he did not enjoy it. Yes, whatsoever. Stephen King's a fucking turd. Then. So much that he made his own like TV series. Remember, he oh, did yeah. that because he did not like the movie that he made. That's right. So The Shining yeah. is one of the greatest films to ever exist. So if you don't like my opinion, you can S my D. Ew, you're so nasty. <laughs> so <laughs> this is and yeah, I don't understand why people are saying that because you know I think it. I think um, a lot of our friends have liked it so far that have seen it. Right. Because sometimes they do kind of wait for our opinion. Thank you for valuing our opinion. Yeah, like, and I just, like, it's it's nothing like The Shining, right? The Shining was, like, very claustrophobic. It was just in the Overlook Hotel, and this takes place all over, and, Don't you know, worry, Mom. I know all about cannibalism. Anyway, and so this is, <laughs> and I, I really feel like this was kind of more of, like, a dark fantasy. Um, yeah, I see you? that. Right. Because they were stealing shine. It just was, yeah. I have a joke later for that. It's a so joke, this basically starts out. It does show Dan and his mother like at the beginning when he's younger. Back in I think it was like nineteen seventy nine. I'm not. It's sure been the like exact ten days thing. since we've seen. This. But we see Rebecca Ferguson's character who plays Rose the Hat, and she is in the woods with the little girl, and the girl goes missing. It shows that at the very beginning, and it shows like little Dan learning how to. You know, he's still haunted by all those ghosts from the Overlook. And Dick the chef who saved them at the end of The Shining, he's visited by him as well. And he teaches him how to lock them up in boxes inside of his head. So that happens at the beginning of the movie. And his mom is his mom is played by Alex Esso, who looks a lot like her in this yeah, movie. Yeah, great, great, great actress. She was in Homewrecker and Starry Eyes. She's in some She's other stuff. Okay. I mean, she's okay. She was great in Starry Eyes. Starry Eyes is a great movie, and I think she played that character well, but I think she always plays those weird, awkward girls. Well, you didn't see Homewrecker. Yeah, I did. Not the movie I saw. Which is the one where they are, her and her boyfriend, <laughs> they have a house together, and, like, somebody comes. Hang on, I'm trying to think. We watched it, and we posted about it and everything, too. Midnighters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was solid. Was yeah. But she always kind of plays that, whatever. So anyway, so that all that happens, and then, you know, we see Danny as an adult, and he's like an alcoholic, and he's really struggling. He's been using alcohol, basically, to... Suppress his memories. Su well, suppress his shine, the shining, yeah. so that he doesn't have all that stuff going on. And so essentially, he kind of turns into his father, like an alcoholic and all that stuff. But he wants a fresh start. Yeah. So he goes into town... Danny's played by Ewan McGregor. Yes. Um, he goes into town and um, he meets... Who plays that guy? Cliff Curtis plays the man that he meets in the town. I don't remember what his name was in the movie for some reason. But um, he gives him a place to stay and a job, helps him find a job, and he takes him to AA meetings. So he sobers up and he... Um, is working in, like, hospice care, and he ends up getting the name Dr. Sleep because 
he starts helping the patients, like, move comfortably into the afterlife. And there's a cat in the movie who, like, knows when a patient is going to die and, like, wanders into the room to keep them company. What was what was this guy's name? That Cliff Curtis. Cliff Curtis. That, that's, the... that's his real name. Oh, his real and name. And he was in the um, Fast and Furious movie in Hawaii. <laughs> or, or in a, it, was, it was his, it was The Rock's brother. Billy Freeman. Yeah, Billy. His name's Billy. That's right. So, so he has this fresh start, but so while he's in his room, he's being contacted by a little girl who also has, like, like... The shine. Yes. She has, like, abilities to talk to him, like, through her mind. And her name is Aberstone. She's played by Kylie Curran. Curran? Yeah. Who's, who's a really good actress. I think all... So is this all her the, first, first role? I think so. Yeah. All the acting in this movie is really good, especially Rebecca Ferguson. Rose the Hat... That was an, an insane character. I, she was I, a really... I don't know why, but sometimes I get her mixed up with Rebecca Hall, who was in uh, Christine. Not the car movie, but the newscaster suicide right. movie. Great movie. You should watch it. Yes, that is a good movie. So, also, Abra has seen Rose the Hat in her mind. Abracadabra. And um, <laughs> her little like cult-like following, who are called... Do you remember what they're called? There's... Lens. They have a name. They, like, call themselves something. They're the lens because they steal my sunshine. No, they're not called the lens. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? They're called Steal My Sunshine. If you steal yeah. my sunshine. Oh, they're called the True Knot, and they're, like, a cult-like group. And they're all also shiners. But she's see she's seeing them. She's having visions of them kidnapping and killing children. And, like, there's a scene where they kill the little boy from Bad Boys, and he's so cute. Oh, Jacob Trombley? There's another thing. People are, like, shitting on this for, like, having violence against so many children, but, like... Whatever. It's, it's a fucking horror It's movie. becoming more and more current, more more common these it's days to kill accurate, children in yeah. movies. So... Halloween. Yes. Halloween. Yes. Remember? The, f- the new one. <laughs> what was the other one we saw? Uh, Summer of 84. That was, like, the first thing that started... Yeah, that kid got a slit and throat slit. Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, basically, so he's making this long-distance connection with Abra, and her her powers are so... Rose the Hat can feel her in her mind, like, because her powers are so strong, and they're unlike any power she's ever seen, and so obviously since the True Knot are after people that, that have shine, because they basically are... They're almost immortal. By stealing the shine, it helps they, them, like, live, live really, really long lives. So Dan finally agrees to help Abra like confront them. Well, they're not technically totally immortal because they're there's, not. They there's can a couple die, of people that do die. But they live really, really long lives. But they also like, I, I believe in the movie they were like hide, like you know they had the shine in the jar. Right. The and then more, they would all like feast on it. Yeah, and the more that they had, the the longer they would live. Yeah. But they were running short of it, and they like because one of the Jacob Crow Daddy, did not have a ton. Right. Crow Daddy's character. Crow Daddy. That's his name. Leather Daddy, Crow Daddy, Z Daddy, E Daddy. (laughs) He has the ability to, like, sense where other Shiners are. So they kind of, like, hunt them down, basically. And Dan agrees to help Abra. And eventually they realize that Rose the Hat is so strong that the only way that they're going to able to defeat her is if they return to the Overlook Hotel. And so Abra and Dan go there. They lure her there because she's following them, obviously. He unleashes all the demons in his head out of his box to take her down. And he also ultimately has to go down with the hotel. He burns it down with himself inside. 
but you also see a lot of the old school stuff from yeah so and see and that's what i mean like i think it did the fan service to the to the shining fans and like like he went to the bar then they had the yeah. blood uh, coming out of the elevator so every single scene in that was reshot with new people except for the blood scene they could not recreate they that. really did a bad job with who they casted for jack torrance yeah that was slightly weird i kind of giggled a bit when i first saw oh, it no i was just like really this <laughs> you I should. I I meant to show you that and video. And it's not that he didn't do a good job. I think that he probably did. It's just that, how can you recreate? What we know. What's his who? name? Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, and so I think it's a it's a really satisfying story, and I think that it's paced well, and you know the cast was really great. And I should have showed you the side by side video of Jack Nicholson and Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey is crazy. Did you? Uh, it's it's. I, I was trying to show it to you earlier. It's basically a scene from The Shining with mm-hmm. Jack Nicholson, and then a, the same scene with Jim Carrey mimicking him, and it's so spot on for the most part. Except Jim Carrey's a little more clean shaven. That's it. Yeah. So I mean, like, yeah, and I don't understand why people are saying like, if you if you love The Shining, you will hate this. I think it it honors both the book and the movie, and you know, it wasn't supposed to be the same. Same thing. Like it was. It I mean, was it, it, off it, the did, it did the, the service book. of, you know, the last half hour. They go to the Overlook and they show you like everything that you've seen from The right. Shining. But I think even as a standalone film, that it's just a great story. Like it's just good. Yeah, I mean, it was a, it was two and a half hours. I felt like it could have been cut down. Maybe. There's I, just some really cool. I th- I thought it was good. I mean, we reviewed that when we saw it last week. For the week before. It's been so long. Yeah. But it's been in theaters for a couple of days now, and so you should go see it. I mean, it only made $14.1 What are you guys doing this weekend? They're, they're seeing last Christmas. Because it's Christmas season now. He's a ghost. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking my mother to see it on Tuesday. I think I'm going to see Midway tomorrow. I'm trying to see Pain and Glory. We'll What's see. Pain and Glory? Pain and Glory has got uh, Antonio Banderas in it. It's oh. a Spanish-speaking film. Get my Spanish on. Probably, I'll probably go to Crestwood. It's playing South Bend, which is really weird. But, I mean, Doctor Sleep, give it a 4 out of 5. We yeah. posted that review. Um, if you liked any of other uh, Mike Flanagan's other movies, Hush and... They're all good. Gerald's Game. Oh, well, not Oculus. And... You know, let me check that Oculus score. I Some people really liked it, I think. I don't think I saw it. I think the weird thing that I saw for Oculus was it played Toronto Film Maybe Fest. Maybe I did see Oculus. Which one was the one with, like, the mirrors? Mirrors. <laughs> oh. Are you sure? Oculus is a 75 on Rotten Tomatoes. But what was the other one? Certified Fresh. No, Oculus is the one with the mirrors. Oh, I just remember there was a horror film called Mirrors, and they made two of them. Okay, I think I saw Oculus, maybe. It's got Karen Gillum. Oh, wait, no, I did not see Oculus. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if I saw it or not. They played Toronto Film Fest 2014. Or 13. One of those two. Which is really weird. But Ouija was <laughs> definitely not good, I don't think. Apparently the, f- the second one was better. Origin of Evil, is that the first yeah, Ouija Origin of Evil got an 82. 82. Well, shit, maybe we need to watch them. Nope. 
That's just like watching Annabelle. It's fucking whack. Look how stupid this looks. <laughs> Ouija, 6%. That's the first one? That's the first one. Okay. Sorry, Mike Flanagan. We will let you slide. Because you did Hush and Gerald's Game and Doctor Sleep. And The Haunting of Hill House was amazing. What did Hush get? Because I know Haunting of Hill House was like so critically acclaimed. It's amazing. Why didn't you watch it? Uh, I watched the first episode. 93% for Hush. Yeah, Hush was a good movie. Yes. Mike Flanagan, I thought had something else coming out. Like, later dates. But hopefully this is, this is pretty much the last of the... Uh, Stephen King adaptations for a while, I believe. Hopefully. Uh, Dr. Sleep is sitting at a 3.6 on Letterboxd, which is solid, and a 72. Oh, he did this movie called Before I Wake. <laughs> I remember that being terrible. I think it's on Netflix. So, what do you want to do next week? The uh... Room, the Into the Dark movie? If we have time. If not, we may just not do an episode next week. I mean, there's tons of stuff that we could watch and do an episode about. Yeah, but if we're going to watch Honey Boy, Ford versus Ferrari, and The Irishman, oh, yeah, no. then we won't have much time for anything. During the week, though, we could watch stuff. If you guys want us to watch something and let you know how it is, then just tell us what you want us to watch. I mean, there's all that stuff that's on Shudder. We can still watch. The Furries. The Nick Cage movie. The Furies. Primal. Uh, but next week we got other movies to watch, so we may not have an episode next week. We may just wait for the week after to talk about Frozen 2. No. Frozen? Okay, I'm actually, like, really excited about it. I've never seen the first one. You need to, because it was, like, really phenomenal the first time we watched it. Then it got insanely, everybody was too obsessed with it. Did it win a bunch of Oscars? Nope, the only Frozen I'm going to watch is the 2010 Adam Green movie. You're going to watch movie. it. No, the 2010 Adam Green movie where they get stuck on a ski lift and the one dude has to jump down and he gets two broken legs and the bones go through. Listen, listen, you're not allowed to be fucking Elsa for Halloween if you don't watch the first one. And you can't come with us to see the second one either if you don't watch the first one. I didn't watch the first Maleficent. I don't care, that was different. This How is, is that serious. different? Because this is serious. We will do a spoiler, Knives Out. You can't go to Disney World Christmas if you don't want to I can do, who the fuck is paying for it? The jar that I made. That you made that you put like $4 in. <laughs> That's not true. Ugh. I don't know about you. Maybe if I'll just take... Steal my sunshine. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I will take that jar money and go to Sundance. Well, then you can stay there. Maybe I will. These people want to know about all the great indie films, and we're one of the few that handed them out to everybody. Yeah, but not if you leave. What? I just talked about Countdown. You think I really want... Okay. The <laughs> mo most horrifying part about the Countdown movie was not only the movie itself, but the fucking dumbass person that was in the theater on their iPad playing Oh, games. yeah, you saw, I saw the picture of that one. I almost forgot about that part. Like, why even be there? Yeah, they... Why didn't you say something? You're always yelling at people to get off I moved. Shit. I... Because sometimes, like, you know, when we were in Lion King and I yelled for that person to get it off their phone... And they, and they didn't. The yeah. It's like they did it it's, it's like they just don't listen. I I've heard, You can get your money back. You can go up to the people at the movie theater and say these people... Why would I get my money back and I use an AMC pass? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be kind of pointless. They'd be like, you can have your pass back. I'm like, cool, what else am I going to see? Yeah. Nothing. The current war, which I already saw. Uh, 
Uh, if you're going to be on your phone during the movie, just stay the fuck home. Yeah, and don't bring your asshole kids in the movie either. Don't bring an iPad to play fucking games on. Like, I should have kicked his popcorn when I walked by. I mean, there was literally, like, maybe a dozen people in the theater, and, like, I, I sat in the corner, and sometimes I Who even be... walks around with their fucking iPad? You'd be surprised. There's a lot of stupid people out there. Maybe they were on a Kindle reading. They weren't, because I saw them playing a game, and that's when I got up and moved. I was like, there's no point even telling this fucking moron to get off his iPad, because they'll probably just, like, say that there's something wrong with you him. You should have, yeah. <laughs> I should have just kicked this popcorn bucket when I walked by. And just dumped it all out. Just been like, fuck you. Yeah. I'm a dick like that. <laughs> but countdown, no. Doctor Sleep, yes. Do you have any recommendations to watch anything on any streaming site this week? Hmm. Or anything coming up release-wise? For this week? Uh, for the audience? For this week? Yeah. Like, the if you know something... the fucking world? You haven't even finished it yet, but... I don't care. Well, my recommendations, I have a few. The Nightingale is on Hulu. Well, yeah, we saw So that. watch that. I mean, you, we kind of touched on I it I thought earlier. you meant like it came out new today. This Not week, today. Uh, and in the Apocalypse is going to be on Amazon Prime starting tomorrow. you got to watch it. It's Christmas time. And uh, I believe that might be about it for my recommendations. Uh, I tried to watch The King the other night, and I fell asleep. He's, like, way beautiful in that. Timothy Chalamet? Yes. Timothy Chalamet. But, uh, you got any more recommendations, or is that it? Hey, I don't know. Do you didn't watch anything else during the week? No, Just I don't the, think so. Donut, what are you going to watch for the rest of the week? Greatest Showman? Greatest Showman. Four times, a, four times a day? I already <laughs> watched it, like, five times today. <laughs> Donut's recommendation is The Greatest Showman. <laughs> don't get me wrong. Love Hugh Jackman. The movie wasn't that good. Bad Education is a better movie. Is that going to come out, Bad Education? Yeah, HBO bought it, but it's not going to be out until next mm -hmm. year. The benefits of going to Toronto. So, I guess that's our episode for the week. Uh, Stacey's going to post that Knives and Skin trailer tomorrow. Because she has nothing better to do. And another trailer you told me that I needed to post tonight. We talked about it at the beginning. The Game of Death trailer? Yeah. Mm. You can skip it. I don't know if that's what it was. I think it was. Oh, okay. I thought it was. I don't remember. It's been a long day. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Because, I mean, we watched the Harriet movie. Merry it was okay. Christmas. Happy What did you think of Harriet? I'm unsure. It was good. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, I think she does a great job. And I cried, actress. I cried I at the end. It. And... You know, and I get that it was more about what she, it, it was a lot to put into one movie. I just like felt like that very first journey that she made, that was literally 100 fucking miles that she made. They didn't make that look so grueling. Like they made it look, you know. Like I think I love But I don't think they were, they were really trying to spend a lot of time on that. So I don't really know. Like I gave it a three, but I, I mean, it was just like, kind of like a bland biopic. I think right. it would be like a four, four, maybe no. four and a half. Luna loves history though. Yeah, but I mean. When she gets older, she'll realize the bad parts yeah. about filmmaking. It has a really good score. The audience gave it a 97%, and it's at, like, a 72%. Well, don't get me wrong. Like, it's a movie... This movie should have been made a long time ago, though. I do think it was inspiring. Yeah. It was inspiring and stuff, but... But there were parts that probably should have been more elaborated, but, I mean, you could have made it a four-hour movie. Right. It would have been so long. I think it was good. 
It's solid if you got an AMC Stokes Pass. Use it for it. You want to call it a night? I do not have a good bias song today. You do not have a good bias song. Wow. Only Christmas songs. Well, what's your Christmas Last song? Last Christmas. Last Christmas. Gave you my heart. But the very next day, you gave it away. This year, just save me from tears. I'll give it Oh, I hate to, to stop you right there, but we should special. probably plug our social medias. Oh. Oh, I'm sorry. They this know is, it. Uh, if they've listened, they know. If they aren't listening, they don't know. Well. Know what? You can find us on Instagram at Final Cut Film Reviews. That is plural. There's an S at the end. And you can find us on Twitter at Final Cut oh, Right. Twitter. And obviously, if you're listening to us, you're, it's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher Radio. You can find Stacy on Instagram at Midnight. No! <laughs> First of all, that's not my Instagram name. Second of all, I, I don't want people to find me. I don't need your follow. And on Twitter, she's Asama. I forget the last name. Wow. It's the... You uh, are just such the, a fucking poster. It's the girl from Audition. <laughs> the main girl. Look up her character name. So. You're not going to give your own? No. What the fuck? It's X-Grandpa Grubby X. <laughs> <laughs> X-Grandpa Grubby X on Instagram and X-Grubby Cole X on Twitter. You don't have to follow me because all I do is post about how I'm losing basketball money. Plus, and, plus movies and films. Do you want to sing us out this time, or we just call it a night? I sang. Okay. I done sang all the songs already. I, okay. I done sang. I done sang. Okay. <laughs> well, see you next week. Toodaloo. See you at the movies. Toodaloo. Bye.